Welcome to the End Times Chat. Our passion is found in the words of Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. I am ready. I am ready. By the way, I just realized as I was watching that, and get every time I get ex- get excited, I brought my dad's Bible. I lugged it all the way down here to Kansas City. We're in Kansas City. Woo, 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 Chiefs. Kansas. You know what? I know this is a little side note. This is endtimes.chat. Endtimes.chat. Mm-hmm. We're down in Kansas City. Came down here to watch the Super Bowl. I'm from Kansas City, at least most of my adult life. And just the sheer energy, the excitement. I mean, everywhere you go, <laughs> people got red, 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 red on the blood of Jesus. So we went to church. So I went with Brian, a good friend, Brian, who's been on the show. So we're staying with them. And we went to church. I'm like, okay, there's a lot of cheese fan. Is Jesus going to still get the glory? And uh, the sermon was all about Jesus. And uh, hey, Chiefs won. Hey, you know what? It was a great game. Went down to the wire. Probably one of the most exciting Super Bowls I've seen in a long time. Was not impressed at all again with the halftime show. I mean, the satanic, the, the, the subtle satanic. The subtle. With all the fallen angels. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I won't even go into that right now. Because that's I have to do a little bit more study and research in that. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. But hey, we got we got trains, we got balloons, we got planes and automobiles, and we got missiles. We got we got trains, balloons, and missiles. That I mean, I'm just that's all I'm going to say. We have the pale horse. We have the uh, rider on the pale horse. We're going to talk about that today too. We may have a special guest come in and join us, named Kevin Kurtz, who's been on the show twice before. And GJ, how many shows is this? 119. Holy cow, 119. Well, we have literally a boatload of things to talk about. We do. A balloon balloon load of things to talk about. (laughs) A balloon load, yeah. And uh, we just need to get started. We just need to get started. Well, first and foremost, we had some, and this is Earth News, believe it or not, because it has everything to do with what's happening with the aftermath of what happened with this train derailment. And interestingly enough, East Palestine, Ohio. Yeah, I, yeah. I. How can you write the script any better? You can't write it. You can't. I know. By the way, there was three derailments in the last three, four days. Right. So, go briefly mention those. There's two other places that happened. One in right. North Carolina and one right outside Houston. Right, and the one in Houston. Apparently, there's a bunch of diesel fuel that spilled. So they're concerned about that as well, but nothing as major as what happened in Ohio. 
And what I'm seeing and I'm hearing is I'm, I looked at I looked at all the news media and how they're reporting on it. I mean, what news media? The well, I, I, I dare I say the big news. Oh yeah, there you go. You can say the big news. The big news is, isn't even covering it. Well, the, you can see some articles, but you can't. You're, you're not going to see a lot of pictures. You're not going to see. I mean, here's what we're seeing right here. I mean, this is this is what it looked like. As they're burning now, I should back up. So, did you read the whole entire story? I am very familiar with most of the story and even some of the backstory on the movie. Oh, backstory on the movie that I got to hear. So, this environmental disaster is what we're going to call this. It's happening in Ohio in the last week. And a train that 52 car train derails, it was carrying very toxic chemicals that are that these chemicals are used in making some plastics and dirt and certain things. And if you inhale them, it can actually make you very sick. And apparently it can cause things to die. Now we, we've been watching some of the reels coming out, whether it's on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or whatever of people that live near that area that know people that live in that area. And they're, they're saying, what's going on? Why is the news covering this? There are thousands of animals dying. There are fish just dead floating in the river downstream of Ohio River. And this looks like, it looks like a nuclear explosion just went off. That's what this picture looks like to me. And uh, here's a couple more shots of this controlled burn because some of the scientists got together and said, hey, probably the best way to handle this is by doing a controlled burn and released toxic chemicals into the atmosphere, into the air. And then Gigi, I'll let you take it from here because I have something to say afterwards. But Tell us a bit more about what you learned and why we think this is important. Well, this is in Ohio, and it's it's like it's it's not quite halfway between Akron, Ohio, which is south of Cleveland, and northwest of Pittsburgh, and it's some of the most fertile farmland in the country. So, to give some backstory, there's a movie called White Noise, and it's about a train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. And they actually used the people from East Palestine as extras and so forth. So I'm like, okay, so what is the tie? So there's something we, we aren't being told, and I believe on a lot of fronts here. Well, pretty much on most of the things we talked about today. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of misdirection, a lot of deception. So anyway, they're also saying that this could be worse than Chernobyl which was the nuclear power plant in Russia. And this isn't, according to everything I've read, it's not about nuclear chemical, but it's all about these different chemicals that are definitely toxic. And when you have an explosion like that, I mean, you're covering such a huge area, and then it gets up in the airstream. Like when Chernobyl happened in the 80s, I was stationed in Okinawa, Japan, and all of a sudden you could see the clouds and stuff I mean, it was dark as it was going in the in the overhead into you know past the Pacific and all. I mean, I always wonder us, okay, how much of this is going to impact us down the road? So anyway, the crazy thing about this, this should be frontline head headline news, and it's getting kicked to the curb, which tells me there's something going on. Definitely something going on. Here's what it reminded me of, and for those of you who have been watching us for a while or don't have not been watching us for a while, it is something that I like to do. We like to do is connect it to potential end times things. So I'm not saying this was one of the events of the end times, or this was the 
third angel blowing his trumpet of judgment, which is in Revelation chapter eight. But this, what the, what I'm reading about this story reminded me of Revelation chapter eight, verses, yeah, verse 10 and 11, where it says, then the third angel blew his trumpet and a great star fell from the sky, burning like a torch. It fell on one third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star was bitterness. It made one third of the water bitter and many people died from drinking the bitter water. So that's kind of what it reminded me of because of the Ohio River runs right through there. And that's the first story I remember reading. And then I couldn't find it. I, st I, now, I still can't find it right now. The first story I read about this that talked about where this event happened in East Palestine and how far down the toxicity goes through the Ohio River, which runs north to south. And it goes through, and it's one, it's a major thoroughfare. I mean, it's a major uh, area of transporting things back and forth. And I'm sure there are a lot of fish and a lot of other things that they harvest out of that river. So very crazy. Oh, we have, we have Emmanuel joining us on the chat. We have Tim. Sheree, it's great to see you. And of course, Eric, one of our main favorites is, uh, is on with us. Thank you guys for joining us. And uh, we have a lot more to share. So any, anything else on this, GJ? I thought this was one of the craziest things. Well, you know, we're talking about, you know, the end times. All right. So how does this tie in? It's just, it's signs of what's to come. And the magnitude, I think, is going to get greater and greater. And whether that's before Jesus comes or after, we don't know. But we just know where it just, every, I mean, everywhere it's happening. More and more and more as we talk every week. The one thing about is, you know, water. You know, because, you know, I've always heard that water supply is going to be you know, an, an issue. And I'm like, well, how is that? Because, you know, it rains. But now with all these different climate things that are going on that don't make sense, what we see in the sky that they're doing, uh, which I'm not going to talk about right now, spring and now all the pesticides and everything that goes flows, you know, even crops that use pesticides that flows in when it rains into the rivers and the creeks. And it's like, okay, I see clearly how it doesn't have to be a drought that where the water dries up, it could be water that is polluted that we can't drink and use or bathe in. And uh, I mean, these are great examples right here. So it's, you know, I'm really speechless on this. And that's very rare. That's very rare. It's very rare. Well, we should definitely keep those in East Palestine, that surrounding area in prayer. Amen. This one particular picture really threw me off because, I mean, you can see how close this guy is, or this kid actually is to what's going on there. One of the stories I read was that there, a dog, one of their dogs ran outside in, in a house and it never came back. And when the owners went back outside to check on the dog, the dog had died because of inhaling the toxic chemicals. So I'm sure we'll get more of these stories from, uh, not from the mainstream media probably, except for Fox. I think Sheree just mentioned that Fox is carrying that story, but it is um, definitely something we should be praying for, for them. But end times-ish, I would say so. I, I think very it's so. very, very much so. So here's another one that kind of stuck out to me today. So we have been talking about the crazy weather that's going on around the world. And Jesus even said that they would be perplexed by the strange tides. And that's how it's in the NLT, the New Living Translation. And so New Zealand is actually getting hit with probably the second largest or one of the largest in 25 years cyclones called Gabriel, and it's coming out against New Zealand right now, and they've already posted some uh, some pictures. They've 
announced a state of emergency for the only the third time in their history as a country. And just play this video for you. I'll keep it muted. But some of the waves that are popping up all over the place over there, I'll just pause it right there. It's kind of hard to see, but that's actually right off the coast of New Zealand. And there's a state of emergency being claimed over there. So definitely we're going to keep them in prayer too, because we just went through a bunch of that over here, here in California. So anything you want to share on that? I, I think it's just another thing that Jesus talked to us about as far as the strange tides are concerned. The only thing I'll say is we're seeing all this craziness converging on a global scale. Absolutely. Well, we have... Um, we had some balloons floating. Have you ever have, here? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Have you ever gone outside and then put a put a, a message inside of a balloon, blew it up with helium, and then with a string and then released it? And then because I remember doing this in school when I was what second, third grade, and when we released it, we see how far it would go, and in there will be a a little postcard that said "Mail this back from wherever it, you found it." And I think the furthest that we saw was from Baltimore out to, I don't know, North Carolina or something like that, maybe New York, but it traveled hundreds of miles before it actually came down. But we got some massive balloons going in the sky. So <laughs> you mean the uh, Star Wars Death Star? Yeah, sure. That's yes. what it looked like. That's what it looked like. It looked well, like I mean, maybe. Well, that's what it looked like. Here's a map. Just showing where all the objects are. They're not even calling them balloons anymore. They're just calling them objects. But the first one was shot down February 4th, right over the coast of North Carolina, South Carolina, right off the coast. The second one was shot down over Alaska. Third one was shot down over the Yukon in Canada, which I'm sure was coming through Alaska down through Canada to get to the United States. Yesterday, there was one shot down near Michigan. And then there's another one, a kind of a radar anomaly, they're calling it, detected over the state of Montana. And Montana is going to be in the news a little bit later, too. Hopefully, we have our good friend Kevin join us as soon as he's able to come on, right around 9 o'clock, which is in a couple minutes, to talk about this. Because this is insane, some of the things that we're seeing uh, coming out of the sky. GJ, why is this something we need to talk about for the end times? Well... Before I answer your question, all right, why is this just happening in this geography? So geographically, why is this happening right here, not other places? So there's a question to ask, and I don't know the answer, and I don't think anybody other than who's ever doing this. And I see two things. One is they're trying to come up with these objects, and the alien abduction or you know, aliens or whatever. Why is that storyline important? Is because when a billion or more people are gone all of a sudden because they go up with Jesus, which we call the rapture, they have to explain it. And the other thing is they're going to say, hey, we're under attacks. We've got to come together as a world. So we've all seen movies, you know, the world comes together because of whatever. And so to me, I see that storyline continuing to develop. The other reason that I see significance here is that this is happening more and more and more. They're talking about more and more and more. And it's either misdirection or it's a storyline that they're trying to get people to buy into. And the third component is it's happening more and more and more, which tells me we're closer and closer and closer to Jesus's return and uh, all the craziness that happens in the tribulation. And Satan knows 
he knows the time is short. So we're seeing all this craziness as well because they're pushing the agenda, good or bad. And then there's more conversation that's kind of being injected into the to the discussions about could these be alien balloons that are coming out of the from the from the space into this atmosphere? And I'm like, no, let's not go there. Somebody put these things together and threw them up there. But just the fact of the misdirection and continuing to desensitize all of the world to what potentially could be an explanation of the rapture, of what's going to happen when the rapture happens. So not only that, but there's been conversation about whether they're China, that's called, but putting them up there. Korea has actually been mentioned as far as somebody who could be a cause for this. And I put this in the Wars and Rumors of War section for that reason. And then, then we have this, which... Yeah. Go ahead and walk us through this, GJ, because I know you posted this one. And then no, I didn't post this. You posted this actually, and I'm, I'm, really? I'm yes, you actually did. And however, it is from North Korea, <laughs> and again, it's a major missile. I mean, look at that. When I see that, I think of spies like us, which I was referring to you, because <laughs> you're about to take a test. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> they had one uh, something looked just like that. In that movie. So North Korea has this weapon and it, you know, it can strike on the other side of the world. So there again, rumors of war, posturing going on, and then the, the capability. And then they're in the, in the end days, it talks about, you know, apocalyptic things that, that may happen. And this clearly, I mean, think about it. They shot that off and it goes and does whatever it does. I mean, it's going to be very... Uh, yeah, it's going to be massive and horrible. I just noted in the background, you can see that it says 2023. And with a, it kind of looks like there's a cross through it, as if somebody's saying that this is the year or something, that they're going to do whatever they're going to do. But this is a military parade. And, and Korea, North Korea is one to do this, where they're posturing. And, and after all the discussions that have happened about Kim Jong-un actually being not in the limelight for what 40 or 50 days and they thought maybe he was sick or something was going on with him and they couldn't figure it out and then this military parade happens to kind of show what what abilities they may have so that's one thing but then then on top of that we have I'm trying to pop it up here real quick but the United States put together a little bit of a show and <laughs> I was like oh yeah let's do this so this is something that was released. Actually, let me stop it here. It was released by Minuteman GT245 Operational Test Launch in Vandenberg Space Force Base. Now, I used to live near Vandenberg, about 20 minutes away. And so every time they would shoot anything up, you could hear it, you could feel it, and you could see it. And most of the time, they'd be at night. A lot of times, they're during the day. But they shot this one up. And this is a test of an intercontinental ballistic missile just to show the capabilities that we have in order to get something up into space and into another country. So very, very impressive. And just kind of, again, posturing on our end, I mean, on the United States end, just to show that we have the capabilities and the military power to do what's necessary. So we have our good friend, Kevin Kirsch, that just joined, and we're going to bring him on and we'll get his thoughts about this, and then we'll pop up We'll pop up a story about Montana. All right. All right, Kevin. How are you doing, my friend? So glad you could pop in one last minute. Hey, GJ, Dan, how are you guys doing? Well, thanks for the invite. You caught me off guard this morning. So 
had to quickly shave and comb my hair to look presentable on your show. So did I. Yeah, look at that. See, well, <laughs> I've got a comb and style what's on top of my head, brother. So, okay. All right. I'm here. So thanks yeah. for the invite. Let, let's chat. What, what's on your mind? Well, you, you just saw that we, that we we had a video that we just popped up about yep. an ICBM test. But we were talking about these space balloons. Yes. And then the one thing that really caught my eye that I wanted you to, to discuss because of your novels. And so before, while I'm pulling that up, first of all, tell us, how are you doing? How are the novels going? And when can we get the next one, if not already? Okay, so thanks. I didn't. I could grab them, I guess. You want me to grab them and show them again? You want me to do that real uh, quick? No. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. I'm, I'm looking for this one story that uh, – oh, here, here it is. This is the last one. This is the third one you're asking for. This is the appearing. The first one was The Coming, which set the tone for you know the characters, the plot line. I've got – Crop circles, hidden co codes, and messages. It's just the mess, you know, it's just the storyline I had to lead up to the revealing of the Antichrist and all the stuff that's going to take place. The second book's called Imminent Return. Again, these titles have double meanings to them because people will think, oh, it's a Christian book. It, it is, but it also has a double meaning that they're also the Antichrist is coming too in the lead up to his reveal. And so this one's called The Appearing. Even the picture on the front. Um, has a guy with, you know, like a sunbeam behind him, and it's not Jesus. This is the Antichrist. So this is leading up to my fictional reveal of the man of deception. So the third book's out, Dan. You asked the question. It's out. I don't know. when. You, if you're done with your lawyer stuff, come on, bro. Get your copies and start reading these novels. I am so close to being done with, with studies. One I more week. One week to go. <laughs> taking the bar exam in one okay. week. And hopefully you'll have some uh, stuff you'll want to download and read for entertainment, and then we can have a whole different discussion, okay? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, okay. But, Kevin, you can get this on Amazon? Where can you get it? You can get it on Amazon. I mean, if people live anywhere locally or they can go to my website, kevinjkurtz.com, and say, Kevin, I want to get a signed copy from you. Then we'll work out, you know, how to mail, you know, your signed copy to you. Um, Amazon, yeah, they're available on Amazon, but Jeff Bezos gets all the money. That's why the guy's worth you know, trillions of dollars because that's how he makes his money. So yeah, you can buy it from Amazon. I'd prefer we went a different route, but that's okay. KevinJKurse.com. That's where we want you to go. Uh, thanks for the plug. Okay. KevinJKurse.com. So here's the story that, that really sparked my desire to have you want to come on today. Because after, with all the spy balloon stuff, which I'm kind of curious what your take is on that is, and why we're seeing that now and, and how that could relate to what's going to happen in the end times. But, uh, but a Montana representative, a, a congressman, yep. came out of the news and revealed this, what the, what's being called a jaw-dropping UFO conversation with the Department of Defense. And so you came right up into my mind because of how you've, how you've kind of fictionally revealed the Antichrist. So talk to us about this. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts about the balloons? And then we'll keep you on just for a couple minutes. We know we caught you off guard. I've got some things to do, but go. It's all you. Well, okay, so I'm not familiar with this particular news story, but I think I still could comment on it because there's going to be more politicians. There have been over the years, there have been many, you know, high-ranking senators, congressmen, governors, whatever, said, oh, we're going to, you know, force, you know, force a reveal of all the truth of UFOs. And then nothing really came of it. I think that there's a, a change um, in the mentality of the Department of Defense, I think there's a change in mentality of world leaders. And I think it's timely that this is leading up to signs in the skies, 
that the Bible talked about. That's just my take on it, that there's more information that's being revealed from sources that were formerly hidden. There have been some countries, Russia, England being two at the top, that have started to release their treasure trove of UFO documents. Um, I think the U.S. is kind of looking at what they're doing and saying, hey, why don't we do this too? Now it's time. It's time for the American public to know really what's going on. So um, I'm not surprised that this you know, Montana rep uh, would make that comment. Montana is actually a hotbed of UFO sightings for the last 40, 50 years. And people think of Roswell, New Mexico, but Montana is another state with multiple sightings. Uh, the Maelstrom Air Force Base I wrote about in the first book, The Coming, it's one of the most famous UFO incidences on record because so many military personnel refuse to be silenced. They've come forward, high-ranking officials saying, no, this is what we saw over the, the Air Force Base, and it shut down our nuclear missiles. So anyways, that's in Montana. It's still one of the hotbeds of UFO sightings. Now, for those that are wondering, we're not uh, trying to push an alien agenda here. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. we are, but we are trying to help people understand that this there is there is something to this. And GJ and I have talked about it quite a bit on the show about trying to set up a, some kind of explanation of the rapture, why so many people will be gone in a heartbeat, so that when the time comes or when the Antichrist does appear, there's some kind of global response to this. So that's kind of what, why we think some of this stuff is happening and why the enemy is really putting in a lot of these news stories or causing these things to happen and, or using these things to explain what could potentially be how the Antichrist would come on the scene, which, you know, you talk about in your, in a, in a fictional way, but what are your thoughts about that in real life? Like, what do you think that could look like? And this is speculation here. None of us really know for sure, but talk to us a little bit about that before you got to head out. Yeah. So thanks. So you've, you've had me on before. So you asked me, you know, what was your motivation for writing your books? And I told you, I said, the Bible says that the whole world will be deceived. How does that how does that happen? So we've talked about possible scenarios. I know that uh, GJ has mentioned that you know one possibility um, when the rapture does take place is for people to say, oh, you know, look, these Christians were taken off world. You know, aliens came and take them take them. And you're right, that is one possible scenario. But I believe again that worldwide there is this fascination with UFOs. And to me, since you asked me the question, Dan, I, I believe that as the world gets more and more chaotic, as there's more wars and rumors of wars, as there's more earthquakes and plagues and devastations, the Bible said they will increase. So if we're in those end times, these are just the beginning of those birth pangs that moves us closer and closer to the end. And the world's going to say, you know, the world is falling apart. Who, who, who can save us? Who can rescue us? I think that's the setup for the Antichrist, whatever form he comes in. He's the one that's going to come on the scene and say, wow, I can reset your economic structure. Let's start with Bitcoin or whatever, fill in the blank. You know, let's start with a new world economy. Um, let's, let's all be friends. We're all just one, you know, one big happy family, brothers and sisters. Let's have, you know, one, one nation under, you know, whatever his name is. And so that's the restructure of the Antichrist. I think, of how these things set up. And I think that these fascination with UFOs, you know, just ties into Satan's smart enough to say, oh, 
we've come with this ancient wisdom. We've visited your planets, you know, planet for thousands, you know, hundreds of thousands of years, and we've come back to help you. That just, to me, has Satan's fingerprint all over it of something he would do. It could be in line of what he did thousands of years ago to the first men, you know, after the Garden of Eden saying, you know, worship me, you know, set up monuments in my name and worship me. So that's my answer. Awesome. TJ, any question for Kevin before we release him? couple things. One is, every time you come on, you, you shed some good light. So in your research, when you go about writing these novels, your research, so obviously you're diving in to, like I said, you know, the military bases and what's happened with your foes. So there's a subtle tie-in, even though you're writing a fictional story, but that's tied into what's real or what's known. Can you shed some light on, on that? So that I think that will help tie in some of it, and then, you know, how that ties in a little bit more on the end days. Okay, so sure. In all three books, I do take real incidents since they're on record. I mean, they're, they're public access. So, you know, you can determine, you know, whether you believe it or not. But in my books, you know, it's speculative fiction. So, hey, go along with the storyline that these things are real and there's a government conspiracy to, you know, shut them down and show the truth, etc. But yeah, I've done a lot of research to come up with real incidences just to give credence, to give, um, you know, believability to the stories. Yes, they're fictional, but I think as a writer, the best fiction is when there's a lot of truth behind it. And I just want the readers to come along for an entertaining ride. They're not going to get overloaded with UFO stuff. They're not overloaded. I mean, I just drop these things in as part of the plot to move the characters along. Um, and then again, there's remember, there is a Christian message. There is real scripture in these books. So that my intention is that for a, a believer, wow, that they could be, you know, shaken, like, I better get my act together. And for unbelievers, they're like, wow, I better take a closer look at, you know, the Bible, what it says in Matthew, Revelation, Daniel, etc. So I might point them to the truth and the truth will set them free. That's my goal. Amen. So anybody that's watching, maybe for the first time tuning in or listening to this, Maybe they know Jesus, but they don't know. Maybe there's some don't know. I mean, we have a, a whole gamut. People that know Jesus, people that have heard of Jesus, people that have a relationship, some don't. What would you, what would your, with all that you see happening, and then with all your research, what would you share as a message of hope to anybody that's watching, watching or listening? Well, sure. I mean, you guys are on here every week to bring up new stories from a variety of su subjects and whatever that point to we are in the last days. How many days are left? We don't know. But we are in those last days. Your, your, your show every week has multiple proof of that. So for someone listening, again, if you know you call yourself a Christian, but you haven't picked up your Bible, hey, wow, dust that thing off and get into God's word. He's going to start revealing his truth to you and how you need to align your life according to these days. If you're someone that, hey, you grew up in church and it's been a long time again, hey, dust off your Bible, get down on your knees and start calling out to the God who created all of this and has all of this plan and all this timeline in his hands. And if you are an unbeliever, then stay tuned in because you're going to be getting more and more proof that God has He's laid it out. He's told us exactly what will happen. 
And if he's got it all nailed down, then you better be lining your life with him because he's the one in charge. And he says, I'm coming back soon. And you better, you better be serving me and not this antichrist man who comes on the scene. Don't take his name. Don't take his number. Don't take anything associated with him. If you do, lake of fire is your eternal destination. Mm. Say yes to my son, Jesus. He died for your sins. Have your sins forgiven. Live for me now. And then you can live with me in eternity for all time. Oh, such a good word, Kevin. Thank you so much. And I'm really glad you could Pastor, pop in. Pastor Kevin. Pastor Kevin. What's Pastor that Kevin. I'm like, <laughs> what was that? I missed it. What was that? We're calling you Pastor Kevin. Well, that is my title. I am a pastor. You knew that. So I told you that that's, I'm ordained. You can't take that away from me. I'm not serving on staff anywhere, but you can't take that title away from me, I guess. You know what? Same, same here. I mean, just because yep. I go to the field of law does not mean that pastoring and your calling stops. So, well, you know, there was tax collectors and lawyers. No, Dan, I'm sorry, that was a joke. Snap! <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Those are the leaders of religious law that Jesus came out yet. I get it. I understand. All right, Kevin. Thanks for coming on, my friend. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. Bye. See ya. KevinJKirks.com. Love seeing, love seeing that guy. All right. All right, here we go. We have so many other things to talk about. We're going to try to trim it down a little bit because we have to get to this message today. But here is, let me just pop this up so we can take a look at it. Here's something else that my wife found. And it was, I'm, here, I'm just going to just play it. What you're seeing on the screen is they're saying it's Chinese satellite lasers. And they've enhanced this to code. You can see how, see how this like shooting across the sky. And they're saying that this is potentially lasers that were shot down to kind of get some kind of topography, I guess you could say of that area, whether it's under the ground or not, but you can see in this picture right here, I'll pause this right here. You can see in this picture right here. Well, maybe I won't pause it right there that there's all these lines of lasers coming down. So I'm thinking, what in the world is going on here? We got balloons, we got lasers, we've got, Unidentified flying objects over Montana that can't be seen because it's dark. Are you kidding me? With all the technology we have out there, we can't see these things. It just to me, and maybe I'm maybe I'm going off on left field here, but to me, there's something more to this. And I do believe, just like Kevin said, the enemy's setting us up for some kind of deception that could potentially take the entire world by storm. So any thoughts on that, GJ? Well, when I saw this and saw what was happening and, and yeah, I mean, we don't know the real reason why they're doing it, but one of the things that I thought of is they're showing what can happen from the sky and, you know, with satellites up in the sky and with all this technology, I mean, they can do a lot of what we call AI, which we've shown on this show over and over. We've seen it in arenas. We've seen it in, you know, plain sky. And I mean, Nowadays, with all the technology, I mean, you could literally beam something that appears to be real, or it could be to, it could be where it could be and be scarier, and like that's a UFO. So, what can be beamed down? I mean, you're we're beaming up to the satellites; it can also beam down. And I, I that was my trade for 20 years. I was in satellite communications. That's what I did in the military and afterwards. And uh, you know what they can do now, and now they keep launching more and more satellites so that every Every place on Earth can receive a signal. And so to me, it's just, I can see how they could beam, even what ends up being the Antichrist. They beam him up and 
he appears in an AI type thing that appears to be real. And what we've shown over and over, which one of the things I posted this week was another, another updated one where the person's talking, it's a rugged person, and and he's got the looks and or the uh, sound of Morgan Freeman. Sounds just like you. Yeah. And we actually showed that one several months back, so I'm glad you've revived it. So, so anyway, with all this happening, what's real, what's fake, uh, you know, there's definitely meaning behind all this. And the one thing that I can say over and over, and I say it over and over, is be in the Word, Jesus, you know, the Bible, be in prayer, and be around people that are godly people, because there's a separation happening, and we're seeing it uh, right before our eyes. And it's going to, the divide of what's good and what's evil is going to continue. And then the old adage, uh, truth will be lies and lies will be truth. Even though that's not true, that's what the perception is going to happen. And we're seeing it right before us. I mean, we can pick a topic and pick out the truth and we can pick out the lie. Well, kind of to set up this next section, which you can see on the screen here about Moldova. And I know you posted this one. But if you remember back in Daniel, we talked about this several times, that back in the book of Daniel, it talks about there's 10 kings, three of them will be uprooted, and there will be one that will take its place. And you think, oh, that's going to take years and years and years. You know, why? That, that wouldn't happen overnight until you see things like what happened in Moldova, where the prime minister resigned and that threw their entire government into, into upheaval. And they've had to, they now have to elect a new, a new one in and reset up a new government. So that was something that happened pretty much within a matter of 24 hours. So I thought this would this is a great one to show. And they're calling this prime minister a pro-Western prime minister, which is kind of interesting to me. But any thoughts on this, GJ? Because I'm going to actually pull up a map. I've done this before to kind of show. Where it's at. Yeah. So Moldova, which I didn't even realize it's a country. And, you know, and it's right there by Ukraine, I believe. It's right next to Ukraine. Yep. Yeah, so so there's ties to Ukraine, positive or negatively, I don't know. Again, you know, with the war that's going on between Russia and Ukraine and all the different things that are happening, obviously it's spurring over into other countries. This is a good example. And like what you just said, okay, how easily some of these countries are falling that you haven't even heard about. And just like what happened with, I think it's Myanmar and China, which we actually have people that follow us and watch the show in their man or China, and uh, how that government was overthrown. We're seeing things down in South America. I mean, so all these things are happening. And then you've got these alliances that are starting to happen. You know, like obviously most people are familiar with NATO and the European Union, where there's other ones that are coming together, like what we talked about a few weeks ago about Africa and all of them coming together. And so I clearly see how 10 regions of 10 kingdoms whatever you want to call it come together and then we're also seeing with the economic upheaval hey we'll come and help you we'll help you do this or do that whether it's legitimate whether it's you know positive or whether it's evil we're seeing how easy and that this is actually going on well just to kind of give you some perspective here here's moldova in the center of the screen you zoom out you see the black sea but more importantly what you see is israel down here so Israel is south of Moldova, as well as Ukraine, and as well as, as Russia. And as we talk about in Ezekiel 37 and 38, kings of the north will come down. It's called the Battle of Gog and Magog, and they come down against Israel. So 
I just, I'm not saying that this is, that's what it is, right? We've always, we always talk about this, but I'm just pointing out that God's got a lot of things in motion and he has more things in motion than we could ever know. The enemy's on the attack and the enemy's just going to fall into the plan that God had already designed to be able to present the one true God one day when he steps, when Jesus steps foot back down on this earth, which can't wait till that happens. But there's just a, a clearer picture of what we're talking about. Give you a little spatial recognition. We have some things that we have to talk about regarding the church, and I'm going to try to speed through these because I want to make sure we get to what we need to get to. I, I, will, I will remain mum. No, no, you actually posted most of these. I <laughs> remain mum. I'm going to need you to talk about them. But back to back to back, there's four back to back religious related pieces of crazy news that we felt like we needed to share with everybody here. And we're just going to roll through them. We're not interested in getting into a big debate about them with anyone. They just are what they are. And the first one is this, is that you've got a gender neutral God to be considered by the Church of England. So apparently the Church of England has gone into some great discussions about saying and changing even the Lord's Prayer to be something that is a gender, gender, I can't say that, gender neutral prayer. And then on the top of that, you've got the Church of England voting to offer blessings to same-sex couples. So they're saying, we will bless you in your union as a same-sex couple, which goes against what Romans chapter one says. And I know that there are people, even in my own life, that would really argue very strongly against what I've just said. But the scripture, in my opinion, is extremely clear. And it's and that is the truth, and that is it's not something that should be celebrated. But here we go. Church of England's uh, doing that and making that decision. We also have a Muslim man. Will you talk about this one, GJ? Because I know you posted this one. I thought this was really crazy. Well, again, why are we posting on these things? Because what's happening in the church as well. You know, whether you agree with it or you disagree it, we're not here to, to agree or disagree on some of these. We're making it known that there's upheaval within the church the body of christ and to me it's the simple which which creates aspersions on the church as a whole even though it might be an isolated situation and then people are like oh why would i want to have anything to do with it which tells me that the enemy is creating deception creating divide and we got enough divide going on on and plenty of other topics. So that's going on. And then the other part of it is man is trying to become God, little G. And so all these articles are happening and it's like, okay, it just goes to show how we're so starting to become more and more off base, which says Kevin said earlier, you know, how everything comes, we need a savior. We need to come together for whatever reason. And why can't we just all get along as Kevin said? And to me, these are all things that are leading up to that, whether you agree or disagree with it. And this one here, you know, Muslim man throws acid on a Christian woman after she won't marry him and convert to Islam. So I just caught that. I mean, that that's the article. And again, these types of things are happening. And uh, I guarantee she definitely won't marry him now. <laughs> Not funny, but funny at the same time, because I'd be like kicking that guy to the curb. Yeah, I mean, just think how horrible that is. And it's like, okay, why would you stoop to that? You know, and uh, it just shows where people's spirit and uh, emotional being is. And we're seeing this happening all across the globe. 
that was the other reason why I, it caught my eye. It's like, this isn't just happening in one area. It's happening around the world. This one here, Catholic student arrested after school, suspension for saying God created only two genders. Again, I mean, why would you arrest him? I mean, and he's at a Catholic school. So what does that say about the Catholic church? I don't know. But again, it was in Canada. That's the first thing we should say. <laughs> this happened in Canada. So this guy was arrested in Canada. Hey. Hey, God bless the Canadians. There's a lot of great people up there. We're not saying it's a lot of good Canadian friends. Me too. But uh, your government is doing some crazy things against Christians these days. And this is one of them. Yeah. And it says that there will be increased persecution upon the church. Well, individuals that are for Jesus are part of the overall church. Now, these are all things in our category, things that make you go, we got two more to share with you before we get into the message about the pale horse uh, and the rider on the pale horse. But here's one of them. So, okay, you can't get everyone on this in this country to take a jab, but you can then start testing avian flu shots on poultry because all of us eat chicken, right? Except for the vegans. But then they're going to start shooting up vegetables too at the same time, which is probably already happening. I don't know. We talked about last week the fact that Mexico is no longer going to import any corn that's genetically modified from the United States, which is going to be travesty for the corn growers here in this country. But yeah, we're going to start testing a, an avian flu shot on poultry so we can keep 55 million chickens from dying or maybe more. I just think that's something that makes me go, hmm. And also makes me go, what? Yes. So that's, uh, yeah, we have that. And then here's the last thing I'll share before we get into the rider and the pale horse. So apparently there, the, the structures on the Temple Mount, now this is in Jerusalem, and we know the Temple Mount was originally built by David and Solomon during the time frame of the, uh, when Israel's, Israelites were in overall of Israel. And King David and King Solomon built the temple, and then they had the Temple Mount, right? Well. At some point, I'm not going to give you the whole history, but during the Crusades and during all the stuff that happened during the wars and the Muslims versus Christians, the Muslims were able to take over that plot of land called the Temple Mount. And the West Wall, as most of you may know already, is where the Jewish people are still allowed to come and pray towards the temple that was there. And that Western Wall still stands. Well, I, I didn't realize this, but a lot of these structures that are on top of the Temple Mount are prone to earthquake damage or storm damage. And there's more damage reported, as it says here, at the, as Muslim structures on the Temple Mount. And then a scripture, I, loved, I love Israel 365 news because they like to put a scripture in with almost every news story. Kind of helps me out. Isaiah 58, 12 from the Israel Bible says, Men from your midst shall rebuild ancient ruins. You shall restore foundations laid long ago. And you shall be called repairer of fallen walls, restorer of lanes for habitation. We do know, according to Revelation, the third temple will be rebuilt. And so that's what Isaiah is prophesying. But not only is Isaiah prophesying that, but he could also be, have been prophesying the second temple, right? So we know all that. But I just think it's very interesting that these structures are prone to damage from earthquakes. Well, we know... Now, we talked about Turkey last week. We need to give you an update on Turkey. Now they're saying that there are probably anywhere between thirty-five to 50,000 people that have died in that massive amount mm. of earthquakes that happened last week. So we need to continue praying for them. But when, in, when an earthquake does happen during the end times, 
or right before the end times. I do believe that's going to be what causes this massive breakdown of the Muslim structures. This is my opinion, the Muslim structures on top of the Temple Mount. And then at that point, there will be the opportunity for the temple to be rebuilt, right? Because I've often thought about how that's going to happen and the fact that there will be a massive religious war over Jewish people going back up and building on the Temple Mount unless something catastrophic happened. So that's just my take on it. But I mean, what? Do you, any other thoughts about that? Because I'm pulling up my notes for the rider and the pale horse, but what are your thoughts? That's, that's a very good find. Good job. And you're the smartest man alive. And next week you're going to prove it when you pass the bar. So if, if you're listening or watching, you can be praying for Dan to pass the bar next week. So anyway, and he'll be a nicer, happier person. <laughs> so my first thought is, what perfect way where there's an earthquake and it gets damaged to the point where, hey, let's join forces and come together and build a new temple. I mean, because that way you don't have war. You don't have it's it's a way of coming together. And I'm like, that w- is brilliant. And that would be a God thing. And and regardless of how it happens, we know what happens and we don't know when it happens. What we do know. At the midpoint of the tribulation, we know that it will be built by then. And right now, we also have been, you know, all the research we've read and heard is that they can build a new temple. They already have the plans. They have, I mean, they, they can build it within six to 18 months. So all we need is three and a half years before the Antichrist walks into the temple and desecrates it. And that's a big significant. And at that point, that's when it really gets bad. <laughs> Even though yeah. we're talking about all these bad things, that's when it really gets bad, which I think is a good tee up to your message today. Absolutely. But I will mention one more thing for that Eric just said. It will take a relatively short time to rebuild the temple from what I understand. That's my understanding as well. The fact that it could probably be rebuilt in about less than six months is what I've heard. And not only that, but there's a school up in the northern part of Israel right now that are training priests from the tribe of Levi, the Kohenites, or the Kohathites, to actually be part of temple sacrifices and and rituals. So that's happening even right now as well. So we talked over the last several weeks in Revelation chapter 5 and 6, and the chapter 6 starts the the seven great judgments that then lead into another seven judgments to another seven judgments. And so these are the first four seals of the book that we talked about that Jesus is the only one who could open the seals to this scroll and to actually get these judgments to start happening. So the first four are what we would know as the four horsemen of the apocalypse. So we've already talked about the first one, the rider on the white horse. And that he is bringing a false peace to the earth. We know that that's the Antichrist and that the first three and a half years of the tribulation are supposed to be filled with peace, one world peace, one world government, one world financial system, one world religious system. Now, what that looks like, I don't know, but that's what we know, that that false peace will be there. Then the rider on the red horse is going to come and the rider on the red horse is going to be bent on conquest and going out to conquer. He's given a sword to cause a massive amounts of military victory. And so that same person, the rider on the white horse, is the same one I believe is on the rider on the red horse, who is also the Antichrist. And I also believe that the rider on the black horse is also the Antichrist, which is, which as we found out last week, 
is, I got to look back up to what I said. Oh, yeah, that he's going to bring this massive amount of inflation and food prices are going to change. And it's a tragic condition of the those who don't have much will have even less. And those that are in power will have even more. So, I mean, you can make whatever comparison you want to make as far as what governments do that now. But then we find the rider on the pale horse. And this, this actual rider on the pale horse has always perplexed me. Because I've often wondered what a pale horse would look like. And so I tried to find the best picture I could of what a pale horse could look like, but I'm probably way off in my in the description that I posted online. But the rider on the pale horse is probably one of the worst ones that you could have because what he is going to usher in is going to be very final in a lot of a lot of lives uh, that are lost. So Revelation chapter six, verses seven to eight, and this is what it says. Let me just read it for you. It says, when the lamb broke the fourth seal, I heard the fourth living being say, come. I looked up and saw a horse whose color was pale green. Its rider was named Death. Yeah, I didn't find a green horse, by the way. His rider was named Death, and his companion was the grave. These two were given authority over one-fourth of the earth to kill with the sword and famine and disease and wild animals. Now, that's uh, that to me, it, it says a lot. Let me just go into it. It's good to remember that the Lamb, our Lord Jesus Christ, is the one who continues to open the seals and the one who is worthy to do so. We already talked about that. But let's talk about the identity of this pale horse. The horse is the color of a corpse and goes well with the name of its rider, which is Death, the only horseman named. Some see it as a summary of the four horsemen and the consequences of their activity, but I think that the rider is followed by all of hell itself, and it is the abode of all wicked dead, suggesting that this horse and its rider describe the tragedies that shall befall the unbelievers of the tribulation period. And so I, I do believe that it's the Antichrist, but that the Antichrist being possessed by the devil himself will show exactly who he is. So we got to talk about what the impact of this horse and rider will be on the world's conditions. Number one. The scope of this impact affects one-fourth of the world's population. Today's population figures are rapidly changing. I mean, we're up close to 8 billion right now. And then the year AD 2000, which was only 22 years ago, the world contained over 6 billion people. So we've already increased by 33% since 2020. That's a lot of people. And even if you take, even if you said one quarter of the world was Christians, that still is, that still is. 2 billion people gone, they still leave 6 billion people. So if you have one-fourth of them dying, that's 1.5 billion people. Aren't you impressed with my math? Come on. I am. You said 2000, then you said 2020, so it's 2000. Well, yeah, 20. what I'm saying is in 22 years, we've actually increased the population by 33%. So if this happens right now, if the population continues to grow as it's growing, then that number will only increase. So that's that's the impact of what this fourth rider will bring with him. And then number two, the other impact is the sources by which this mass extermination will occur. It says that people will be killed, not merely die from old age or bad health, but by four methods, by, by the sword, by hunger, by disease, and by wild animals. The sword refers to murder or maybe even governmental action by, against its citizens. Perhaps military conflicts are pictured here. I don't know. We won't know until, until that time comes. 
Hunger was pictured by the third seal judgment. A black horse and its rider revealed that terrible conditions of famine and runaway inflation. But people here will die of starvation by the thousands. Death indicates death by plague or pestilence. We see that in Ezekiel 14, 21. Current studies regarding the dreaded and fatal AIDS problem, which we knew started back in the 80s, or we were, it was revealed back in the 80s, by which millions have been affected with no cure in sight, have brought this passage into the clearest understanding. And now we just went through three years of crazy news stories about what potentially could be coming. And there are even greater and bigger and worse viruses that are on the pathway to actually being presented to the world that are actually being created. And you can argue with me all you want, but they're being created in labs all across the world. Why? I don't know, but they are. And society has already been so impacted by plagues, diseases, and that have caused multiple deaths already. But if you can imagine that, and we've only talked about several million, we're talking about a thousand million or more that would be impacted by this. And then not only that, but that you're also going to see, and it's really hard to comprehend this, but that beast of the earth will then turn on humans and actually come against and kill them. So apparently wild beasts are going to kill a lot of people by ferocious attacks. Now, why would that happen? Well, think about this. If you have inflation that causes a rise in food prices that is caused by whatever is coming against what's going to happen on this earth to take away the food source, then it makes sense that these wild animals will then turn because they're hungry against whatever they can find, which at that time could be humans. Just thinking about that makes me uh, cringe a little bit. Here's the question. Is there any hope for planet Earth? These four horsemen of the apocalypse are enough to reveal the horror and catastrophe of the coming tribulation. Maybe they describe the entire period of seven years. I, I, I do think that's the case. It is also possible, though, if not probable, that these judgments are merely the beginning of the tragedies that will affect this entire planet. Because there's more judgments that happen after this. And we're going to get into those as the weeks go on. Hope is found in personal faith and commitment to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. The question I have for you is not, is there any hope for planet Earth, but is there any hope for your human heart? Have you made the most important decision to commit your life and future into the hands of the one who died on the cross for your sins, who rose again from the dead, guaranteeing eternal life and a future bodily resurrection for all who will ever trust in him? Acts 4 verse 12 says, Salvation will be found nowhere else but in Jesus. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. GJ, any thoughts before we close this out and um, take them to their knees for prayer? Well, you were covering Revelation chapter 6. If you go to chapter 7, the answer to your question is there hope. The title of Revelation chapter 7, God's people will be preserved. Amen. So regardless when or exactly how any of the things we've ever talked about on this show, and by the way, we might be wrong on something. What we do know, God is in control. There's only one way to the Father, and God's people will be preserved. Now, we may die. We may go in the rapture. We may you know, face pestilences or whatever the stuff. I mean, we, I mean all the stuff we've covered over the last... 119 shows, 119 weeks. We've seen a lot of crazy things globally. And the one thing we do know is that there's peace in Jesus. There's heavenly 
benefits by choosing Jesus for all eternity. For those that don't, they're going to spend, as Kevin said, they're going to spend in the, the lake of fire, which is hell, and the gnashing of teeth and all the things. I mean, you can read about all those things, and that makes all this stuff look innocent. <laughs> I mean, that's how crazy it is. So what do you do? There's hope in Jesus. And I know we talk about a lot of negative things, crazy things. Some things may be signs. Some may be signs, two signs. Some may not be a sign at all. What we know is Jesus is real, and Jesus is the only way to the Father. So if you don't know Jesus, we're going to pray so that you can know Jesus. And if you're watching and listening right now, Jesus is talking to you whether you know it or not. And if you do know Jesus, recommit. And what can you do to step back into the Word? which is the Bible, start praying, start making some adjustments. And Jesus is there. No matter how far away you are, no matter how far you've drifted, no matter what you've done in your life, Jesus loves you in spite of any of this stuff. And maybe you're, you're held in bondage for different things. He can help you out of that and remove that and take that desire away. And there's help if there's something that you need help with. And so we're going to pray, and uh, we'll close out the show. Father, we come to you. We thank you for all these different stories. So you're actually giving us the sign so that we can actually make a decision and become clear and clearer. And in spite of all the things we do not know, you do know, and we recognize this. We recognize that you are in charge of the entire universe, the heavens, the spiritual world, everything in spite of things we, we may not know. What we do know is that you sent your son Jesus to forgive us for our sins. We, you, you had him on the, the cross so that he could die for our sins. We recognize that the only way to you, Lord, is through Jesus. We ask that Jesus come into our heart, make our heart new, that we turn away from the current sin that we've been caught in or trapped in or whatever it may be. Because of your forgiveness, we know that we can have new life. We can have new life, and we can have spend eternity in it. So we recognize that you are Lord, that Jesus is who died on the cross for our sins. Jesus is the way to you, Lord, and that we can have everlasting life in heaven with you. All we have to do is accept this, continue to pray for this. In Jesus' name I pray. <laughs> Hey, I'm going to um, say this every night right before Journey goes to bed. This is half of the prayer that I usually pray with her. And it goes like this. It says, Lord, set your mighty warring angels around us. Protect us in our minds, our bodies, our souls, and our spirits. And in Jesus' name, we tell the monsters to go away. Amen. <laughs> That's how we finish up our prayer every single night. And I uh, pray the same for all of you. God bless you all. Next week, we'll get into the fifth seal, which I'm uh, just going to have to tune in to find out. It'll be coming to you same time next week, even though I'll be at the test at the same time. We'll figure it out. Don't worry. <laughs> Talk to you next week, guys. Love you. But I'm staying tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> Peace out, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. 
Tune in next time for more. And don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.